0: Guys, it's Rami. We're talking Minnesota sports five days a week on Score North Live, available on Apple, Spotify, at the Score North mobile app, or anywhere else you find podcasts. If you only have time to listen to one segment from today's show, here it is right now.
1: Just look at the play. Just, you know, and, 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 and uh, like a rule check. You know, we were told before the series started that we can ask for a rule check. Um, but a part, part of me just said, hey, we'll, we'll protest the game. I know we can't. But I said, just, you know, just check the rules, and, and they did that.
0: That's Dave Martinez on what that whole four and a half minute delay was about on a play you couldn't challenge, and in a call you couldn't protest. It took four and a half minutes for them to talk on the headsets to the offices back in New York. Love and, for the sponsors, uh, figure all that out. But yes, the sponsors got their just due. You brought up during the break, Matthew, what I thought was a great moment, and I brought it up in the first hour of the show. If you if you didn't see it, just. Go search for it on Twitter. It's, it's everywhere. Juan Soto and him staring down Justin Verlander and basically, through facial expressions, tell him, I know what's coming next. I'm going to crush it, and then I'm going to hand my bat to the first base coach on my way around the bases. I
2: thought that Juan Soto baited Justin Verlander into throwing the same pitch again because it was a high inside fastball. And this is where baseball can be truly great is when you're really focused on it, you're really watching close, it's intense. It's not, you know, the fifth starter versus the fourth starter with juiced baseballs and you're like, okay, is this game against Kansas City over yet? Uh it's like real great player versus great player. And when the pitch was up and in and Verlander was shaking his head and everything else and Soto starts nodding his head and then says to the catcher it was a ball I, I thought he was baiting him into throwing that I'm pitch again. I'm watching it right now. It's like, so good. Like You knew that Verlander, being a competitor, was going to want to go up and in the again and, and was going to be like, all right, I'll, I'm going to throw this one by you. I'll get you with that pitch. And Soto was ready for it because you don't hit it where he hit it unless you know it's coming and you're swinging at that exact pitch in that exact location. If he threw a curveball there, I bet Soto spins himself into the ground. But instead, he was thinking, up and in fastball, he's going to throw it again, and I'm going to hit it the bleep out. And, man, did he. He is fun to watch work at bats. He works at bats like Miguel Cabrera in his prime, and the kid is 21, 21. years old. 651-646-8255
0: six, six, five, five, if you want to get in on Score North Live. Pat in Golden Valley dialed that. Now he's on the airs. What's up, Pat?
1: Gentlemen, am I the only one who thinks those two Stooges were standing over there with the 1980 headsets wondering why the hell they were there? <laughs> I don't <laughs> think they had any, what does, first of all, nobody answered, right? When they first called, according to A.J. Hintz. Really? Really? I <laughs> didn't there. see that. Yes, according to A.J. Hintz, nobody was there. That's why it took longer. Because uh, Alan Porter was out having a pizza or something. Cause he didn't <laughs> think there was going to be any replay. And they had, what, what, just a whole explanation of We were trying to find out if it was protestable. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's an absolute cover your bases thing. They got, they tried to get their stories straight. When somebody reminded Joe Torrey that you can't review this thing. First
3: segment, I, just... I said there was some, I, I intimated that there's some boardroom there where a couple of pointy-hair executives sat down yes. and said, the only controversy that comes up in this World Series, let's make sure we get a little love for the sponsors on the screen. If we can, four and a half minutes would be great.
1: No, I think that they were embarrassed by the call. By the way, the the umpire was right. He ran outside in the baseline. The only time he moved over was the last step. Yep. Like, you you got to be in there after fifty feet. Basically, you got to be off the baseline by fifty feet. He was never on the grass, but he was running inside. So the call was right. Yeah, call him out and don't and get on with the ball game. What the, if you want to protest, Joe Torrey's standing there, sitting right there. He just says. You can't protest, okay? It's, it's overturned. And Here that's what go. Trey Let's Turner was saying.
0: He was saying, "Ask Joe Tory. He's sitting right there. I see him. Why he is has... he hiding?"
1: <laughs> Don't you... Now I saw a video of Tory talking to uh, I think it was bit, but It might have been uh, Sheeter Strip, and it was like they were getting their story straight. You know, did you see that? Or, but but then it might have been Tory that told them that they had to get on a headset. Unfortunately, they should have told somebody in New York. <laughs> <which> is... <laughs> Pat said they couldn't get a hold of anybody. You guys didn't miss it. You missed. It. You didn't hear that in the prep post game.
0: No, I didn't. I, I didn't catch that. Pat.
1: Yeah, yeah. you said nobody was there. What they called that's unbelievable. Amazing. Wow. Baseball, as I've always said, can screw up a one-car funeral. They just they're just idiots. They just do this stuff. I mean, and Holbrook and. Cedar sit sit there. They have no idea why they're standing there, I don't think. Am I wrong? I I don't think they. And then if it's not a revealable thing, then
3: why is he making the emphatic outside? That's right. That's right. <laughs> confirming that we didn't confirm anything. This is just what we're going yeah, with. Confirming
1: that we couldn't review.
3: Pat, it was, was amazing. Uh, I mean, on a day we should be talking about Juan Soto and Anthony Rendon and Steven Strasburg and Alex Bregman. We're talking about Sam Holbrook and Joe Torrey. i one other thing, fellas. After
1: the bad carries, uh, the February 22nd exhibition game when these two teams who share a spring training complex play <laughs> together on February 22, that, that first weekend they play two games and they, you know, in their home stadium, we might have bean balls. <laughs> A little bad blood, do you think? <laughs> yeah, on February 22nd and 3rd, we might not have those guys back. Or Where are they? Pregnant. West Palm? Yeah, they're West
3: Palm. East Coast, yeah. So there we go. So All right, right. got to get <laughs> over there. I'm just saying.
1: Thank you,
3: Pat. All right, gentlemen. I uh, just think that they
0: had no idea what the hell they were reviewing. Yeah. So, Pat, enjoy okay. Game Seven tonight. Okay. See Talk you. to you later, Mackie and Judd with Rama. He's right. We wrap with Rice at right.
3: <laughs> They didn't know it. They like they were on the headset to try to figure out, buy some time. All right, hey, what's guys? What's going on here? Somebody, let me. It's a two-way headset, so you can kind of figure out. But but Joe Torre could just said to him like, "That's
0: not challengeable." That's not protestable. Keep the game going. We'll but there's talk about a reason in between innings.
3: There's a reason that Trey Turner said he's he's looking in his lap. He's trying not to look up. <laughs> yeah, there's a reason Joe Torrey does not want to get involved but in this. Do mess. your job, man. Do your job. Ah. Why are you there if you
0: can't do your job? You're just a spectator. Was Joe Torrey just there with like a just he just bought a ticket? Good
3: seats, man. Remember to the game? Those Joe Torrey's never going to have to buy a ticket again in his life.
2: Just do your job. Do you uh do you guys want to talk about the other thing? What, the um, the carrying thing? of the bat, yeah. To, because I, I told I you think, guys about
3: my conflicted feelings yeah. here.
2: Well, I, off the air, I think you made a great point, which is exactly how I feel. Is uh, I have never had an issue with anyone carrying the bat. You know, Bartolo Colon used to do that. Um, we loved he, it, probably when Bartolo he said he knew, did it. He, he knew he was getting out, so he, he figured, why not just take it with me. save
3: the bat? He um, wasn't going to bend over and pick it up in a minute. It's <laughs> just <laughs>
2: saying. Um, so, whatever. I, I I had never really seen it before outside of Bartolo, and I was a little confused by it, but not offended. I'm not offended by bat flips either. I loved Jose Bautista. That was one of my favorite moments watching baseball ever in my life. I don't mind when a guy runs slow around the bases or runs fast around the bases. I don't get offended by such things. I cover the NFL, where every once in a while, they pick up another player and then do the—what do you call that? where Where the— the Vikings picked up somebody and held them across. While well, the other guy, oh, the limbo, under- yeah, they they, limbo. they did the limbo, right. Yeah. So it's like, well, if they can do that, then oh, 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 oh. Yeah. here's the I human see. limbo. Yes. Box. The, yeah. the only reason that I didn't want to like it is because of the Astros have become so unlikable, so New England Patriots like yeah. that. I anything they do, I just don't like. Like they'll show AJ Hinch, and I'll be like, nah, don't <laughs> so like him.
0: You're openly admitting you have a double standard against the Astros. Um, you don't like anything that know, they do.
2: You know what it is? I th- I think it's just representative of how a lot of teams approach. A lot of things these days, where they're like, if they have analytics people and smart people running their front office, then how dare you ever question them? And I, and you know, the the Twins front office is not like this. They're usually, you ask them questions and they give you good answers, and I respect that. Uh, but with the Astros, that whole thing with the reporters and the guy acting inappropriately, who is their assistant GM, and then trying to cover it up and everything else, I think they sort of outed themselves of what their general attitude yeah, is. Yeah, but I
0: try not to let that. I I'm rooting for the Nationals in the series. I want them to take game 7 tonight. Remember what I said before the series? I don't. Nats in 7. Oh yeah, you did. Um but I, I try not like I try not to let it affect how I feel about those players. They have, not, yeah, they the have players nothing. The players nothing to do, nothing with, to that, do with that. that, man. With that
1: right. Alex I,
3: Bregman seems like a fine dude who I've loves had baseball. I have hard time separating that. I really have. Like Jose Altuve is one of the most joyful baseball players that there is. And then he's up there with in a in a baseload spot and I think, man, I hope he misses this slider by eighteen inches. It's tough because he didn't do anything. It's not his fault. It's not Carlos Correa's fault. It's not Justin Verlander's fault. But what offended me last night offended in air quotes. I wasn't like mad. I didn't even tweet about it till it became a thing. Alex Bregman seems to me without knowing him at all, because I got a several tweets on a snarky joke. I had some turbo ball snark this morning Oh, on a you. snarky joke that You're I made on Twitter. <laughs> this one was, this one hit a little bit, but there's like I, this, Hey, don't lump in Bregman with Brandon Tobman, the ousted assistant general manager. And that's true. That's right. Alex Bregman did not do anything to deserve this. I got several tweets to the effect of he's a good dude from, you know, everything we see publicly I don't know him at all so I'm not assailing his character I'm not defending it I'm just saying that when he carried his bat down to first base and then failed to hand it off to a first base coach who wanted nothing to do with it and all his teammates were standing on the top step and Altuve is going "Oh boy I can't believe he just did that" like bracing for what was next it felt to me as an outside observer of the Astros like he was doing it to be a punk like he he wanted to get under your skin with it and then meanwhile when Juan Soto responded and carried his bet, he was just doing it because as he said what was his quote it just looked like, it looked fun. like, fun. It looked like fun I and wanted to do it I wanted to try it yeah. I mean he
2: was he was clearly doing it to make fun of yes. fragment,
3: which and, is awesome and it's earned the Astros earned that then gave up a home run in when they were trying to eliminate the Nationals the Nationals threw a punch back landed it on the jaw and celebrated a little bit and I was like you know what I was clapping for Soto not legit but you know I was I was supportive of Soto's actions, hated Bregman's actions, and I can't square that. I think that makes me a hypocrite. No,
2: I, I, Well, for one, when you do it in response, I think it is more justifiable by quite a bit. I mean, if somebody blocks you in a basketball game and then does a finger wag, which you will get a technical for now, and then you hit a game-winning three in their face, then you get to wave bye-bye. <laughs> that's, like, right, that's, yes. that's how sports should work. And, and talking about whether it's, you know, breaking some unwritten rule or not, like, well, I don't really care if it, if any of that happens. I like that there's some bad blood there. I like that the teams are upset with each other. I like that there's a, a tension that's created by it. And I love that Juan Soto got the last word on that essentially yeah. by jacking a home run. I guess it's just, um, you know, from my perspective, there's probably a lot of people, and, and my Twitter is like this, who are looking at the Astros like they really told us something about themselves with their handling from the top to bottom. And and you're right, Bregman might not deserve the punishment. But that would be like saying, hey, James Devlin, the fullback for the uh, Patriots, he doesn't deserve punishment for Belichick being you know, this arrogant and refusing to answer any questions about Antonio Brown. But you know what, I can still dislike their whole organization sure, for it. Sure. And that's kind of how I feel about... The Astros, and I'm glad that they had to fire their assistant GM. And if they lose tonight, I'll be glad that they took a little bit of that too. That everyone will be celebrating their loss if that happens tonight because of the the way that See, they showed themselves. It's a
0: blurry line when we're trying to separate this. Because like I said, I don't I try not to let all this all the stuff surrounding the Astros affect how I feel about Alex Bregman or pick another Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa. Pick a player. They all seem to what i've observed to it's be it it seems fine, like a joyful team fine guys and great baseball players so george I, springer i'm not yeah. going i'm not going to hold it against bregman when he drops the bat but i don't or when he carries the bat to first base i don't want to see him win the world series because those same guys who handled those situations you're talking about matthew as poorly as you can handle those situations they're going to get the hoistat trophy too and a
3: bonus check so
0: ultimately yeah. the end yeah. result i want it to be the nationals winning so those guys don't get that joy and that success but in an instance like we saw last night, I'm not going to watch Bregman carry the bat down to first base and change what I've always said about being okay with guys pimping home runs in yeah. the various ways that they pimp home runs. I think I'm a little bit of a hypocrite. I'm good with Bregman doing it, just like I'm good with anybody else doing it.
3: You guys know the long-standing feud between Bregman and Trevor Bauer? Two guys who are very assured of their abilities and confident in themselves, and it's just the politest way that I can say yeah. super cocky. I- both of those guys are talented and cocky. And to an extent, maybe have to be to reach that level. But my thought when Soto carried that, first of all, the response, it wasn't like a response, He, oh, he got that and it carried out over the wall. No, it was a bomb. He
2: murdered it. He yeah, was, was like, no
3: baseball, it. goodbye, here you go. Salute the crowd. Carry the bats down to first base. Here you go, Mr. Bregman. I have a delivery for you. And I think Justin Verlander hated it. Because Justin Verlander's old school baseball guy, and it was off of him. I think Justin Verlander hated it, but deep down, somewhere in the recesses of his being, I think Alex Bregman loved it. I think Alex Bregman was like, let's go, boys, game on. We'll win this in six or seven, but I'm going to get another chance to hit a couple home runs. going we'll to make some plays at third base. Let's go. I think Alex Bregman probably loved that Juan Soto responded. I got it for one second.
2: So th- this would be a little bit of the argument to say that baseball's old school rules and its umpiring issues have created more... Drama and excitement for the World Series than anything that was happening baseball wise. Like, there might be a gap between all of us and, you know, the way we look at these things, where we want to talk about individual performances and moments in the game and such. And, the broad interest, because if you look at the TV ratings so far, they have been absolutely horrendous for this thing. Now, a game seven is always going to bring people to the yard. So I don't know how to make a connection oh, between the game seven ratings and what happened in this game. Maybe we would have known a little better, um, you know, if it was like game two or something. But baseball is probably not super mad about either one of these things being the headline because they needed something. Like, Washington and Houston are two huge media markets, and they still couldn't draw anyone. They both have sort of interesting stories. You have your underdog in Washington. that was a terrible team early on, and they came back, and they've got Hall of Famers all over the field, probably, yeah. on, on both teams. Yeah. And yet, you couldn't get anybody to watch. And this is kind of like where we are with baseball now, where it almost needs some sort of—this reminds me of um, NASCAR, like when NASCAR was starting to fade in in its interest, the only thing that would ever catch the front page headlines of two dudes fought each other mm-hmm. after a race. Then you'd be mm-hmm. like, "All right, okay, yeah. they they're mad, they want to fight each other." Tony Stewart gets into it with that, somebody. Yeah, yeah exactly. That, that was right. the, and it's, I mean, it's not a great model, honestly. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's it it's just this this to me that the most interesting um, conversations we've had through this entire World Series, like the World Series, is, hey, should the guy have carried his bat to first base, like? That's kind of not great for you, baseball. We
3: might need a, an alternate broadcast, too, with a little bit younger, skewing broadcasters. You hate Smoltz. No, I don't hate Smoltz. You hate Smoltz. I, I think, don't think Smoltz is it. good for the game with my generation.
0: I think John Smoltz, when he's just analyzing baseball, when, like, when he's telling you what a pitcher is thinking or expecting, what a hitter is thinking or expecting, breaking down a play and what happened on the field, he's really good. He just goes off on the tangent of what's wrong with baseball nowadays too often for my liking. Like, I'm trying to enjoy the game, dude. Don't tell me why it's not good. That's not what you're there for. That's exactly the
3: opposite of your job. And imagine if the biggest marketing opportunity that you'll have this year, Major League Baseball, Game 7 of the World Series, if then some of the broadcast time is spent tonight being like, ah, this sport's not as... You're a first-time viewer. Or, like, lukewarm. You're 18 years old, you're finding yourself who you're going to be as a person, and you're like... Yeah, I, I like sports, but I don't know. I got a, I got a job now. I got things like, eh. lean into this tonight, see it. And this is a marketing opportunity for Major League Baseball that they're just frankly not very good at you capitalizing know, You know on. what made me sigh out loud last night from John
0: Smoltz watching that game? When Rendon and a great piece of hitting by Rendon in the first inning to just slap that thing through through a big hole at second base. And John Smoltz, who's small ball guy, you should lay down a bunt. You should know how to beat the shift. I bet the uh, exit velocity didn't even register on that one, but it's still worth the run. Just shut up, dude. Just shut up. Just say great piece of hitting. Just slapped it through the right side of the field.
3: Like you're not, nobody asked. No, also a great piece of hitting Juan Soto hitting a baseball to the moon. That was a great piece yeah, of hitting. Yeah, that game. was a pretty good he piece of hitting. So and good. the exit
2: velocity registered on that. Was it was like one fourteen. That was pretty that went out of there pretty fast.